1: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Beyond the Ropes, a boxing podcast brought to you by Easy Boxing Repeat. The place for the Northwest and boxing news. News, reviews, and interviews. Here's your host, Sean Basso.
0: Welcome to episode number 7 of Beyond the Ropes It's the weekly roundup and we've got Nathan back on How are you doing? How are you doing Sean?
1: Yeah, Good to have you back. Sound as mate, good to go
0: Yeah. So uh, obviously you've been off we had, um, had the lads on last night uh, from Steve May Jim gym in Ancotes. Uh he's got a lot of podcasts got a lot of chat with them uh, and now we head over to the weekly roundup of last weekend and coming up this weekend what's going on, so we'll start with uh, the most notable bill of last weekend which was the uh, Groves and Cox bill and we'll start with the main fight which was Groves, George Groves against uh, Cox
1: yeah um, I tell you what first though before I talk about the fight they quick the actual show that they put on that super series is absolutely mint now I'm not I'm not fond of all the you know I like to just let's get the boxing on etc but yeah like all the lights and 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 when they stand them both on the little podium before before they come in, and then the the American um, MC he he goes a bit too far with, with, his, with his um his introductions, but um, it, it all it's all a bit different, but it's a really good show. Um, and then you've got like George Groves his ring entrance when he comes in and and, and 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 the music starts playing and and he's and he's flying in and he looks fuming. Um, yeah, it was uh, the show itself was quality. And then the fight obviously lived up to expectations, or George Groves did, for me anyway. Yeah, you know what? I really loved the um, the the entrances. Um, did you do that on the Callum Smith night? Because I don't remember seeing it. Well, you know what? Funny enough, when I sat down and watched the Groves fight and I seen all these entrances and stuff, I thought, I've not seen this before. But I didn't see... The Callum Smith ring walk I tuned in when the fight had started right so I don't actually know if they have but hopefully they have and hopefully they carry on doing it because it was really good I thought yeah it was pretty cool you know like they had had them on the podiums like you said it's like
0: Jamie Cox come on walk forward see I was getting a bit nervous myself sat there watching it George Groves and it's just like wow wow you know they really put in a good I think it's a really really good um, really good little tournament they've got going on Uh, and just on a side note I did put a little post out this week which got a lot of people talking which um, was the World Boxing Super Series Super
1: Middle Fantasy lineup. Oh, yeah, I seen it. I seen it. Um, as like it is a good lineup. That to be fair, um, I was just, I, I read it and I thought, are we talking everyone in their prime? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Everyone, in, everyone, everyone in their prime. I do think uh, Roy Jones Jr. in his prime was very, very hard to beat. But to be fair though, when Joe Calzaghi fought him, you couldn't exactly say Joe Calzaghi was in his prime, and Joe Calzaghi. He, he beat him quite easily I thought I know he got dropped but he also got dropped to Hopkins but to be fair Joe Carlos, I could give any of them a fight um, Andre Ward was a good a good pick um, but yeah I think Roy Jones Jr he had that star quality you know that bit of you got Andre Ward who's a a great boxer safety first almost but then you got Roy Jones who's got all that but he's also got that bit of star quality yeah and I um, would have picked Roy Jones, I think. If
0: anybody's not if anybody's not seeing it, if you nip onto the uh, social media pages for Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat, uh, you can see uh, where it's been set up. It's, it's a good little debate, actually. You've got a few few guys from different gyms and actual fighters coming in on it, so go over and have a look uh, and and give you leave your comments on that one, because it's a really good one. And I've got a little surprise for you all. Uh, I'm going to post another one tomorrow night, which. Uh, I think you'll be really interested in so look out for that (laughs) moving back to the George Groves and Jamie Cox fight um, I really enjoyed it I I really enjoyed the fight they both came out swinging from the fences and
1: I just thought wow I wasn't expecting this that's it I think um, now on the night when I watched it I got dead into it and obviously with the all that all that (laughs) the entrances and stuff the build up and introductions and stuff like that you get a bit emotionally and like hype for it but on the night I thought wow this is a really close fight on our, our list but watching it back George Groves was absolutely brilliant what he did was, see obviously Cox wanted to come in and put it on him etc which he did try to but when you look at the fight you've got George Groves, he's touching him with his jab he's matching his footwork and he's taking his fire away from him he's taking his, his, his complete game away from him by doing different things. So, let's say when Jamie Cox is taking two steps forward, George Groves is matching him two steps back almost as to say, "No, you don't. I I this is my range. This is where I want it, and I'm going to match your every move." And also, he, he worked off Jamie Cox's jab. Um it he, slipped the jab inside, come back with a right hand left hook, move off. Back, uh, half step back, half step back, half step back. And for me it was it was not punch perfect, but it was it was absolutely brilliant. And also, when Jamie Cox did get him on the ropes and let the shots go on the night, I was like, "Oh, he's land." He did land a couple of clean, but a lot of them. Groves' his work with his own back on the ropes, defensive wise, was brilliant. He didn't. He was catching a lot on the gloves. He was getting. He was bobbing backwards and forwards out the way. And to be fair, I thought George Groves was brilliant. Man. It's the best I've seen George
0: Groves probably since. Um, he beat De Gale, and probably for the f- first half of the um, the first few rounds of the frotch fight it's probably the best I've seen him since
1: then yeah well also with George Groves now I- I- is he about like 31 or something no like it's not like even now I think he's only about 27 28 George Groves oh well fair play well because he looks 30 odd but, but <laughs> <laughs> to be fair well that's good because I was going to say I think he's in his prime and to be fair, if he is twenty-eight, then he is in his prime, um, and he'll he'll have a, he'll have a good. I say he'll have a good four or five years, or four years, at a, at a really good, confident level. That is that he's in a rich vein of form. Uh, also, the fight it, itself, um, he kept sinking that body shot in from bell one. Now, if you if you go back and watch it, he was countering with that body shot from bell one to to, to the end. And i seen in round one, I think it was a straight right to the body that he hit him with. He slipped his jab and stuck a straight right into the body. And you could see, Cox covered it up well, but you could see that, yeah, that one one definitely landed. And it's those shots in a 12-round fight that ultimately slow your opponent down, especially if he's a come-forward aggressive fighter. If he's coming forward, you need to pot-shot that body if and when you can, and then... As you've seen, it slowed him down a lot quicker than expected. And the same shot, bit of a catch catch with the left glove, sticks the right uppercut into the body, makes it even worse when he's just thrown one and then he's put one into his body. And uh, that's a brilliant, brilliant body shot. You know what, it was a
0: brutal body shot. It wasn't just brilliant, it was brutal. It was... um it was the reaction as well, it was the delayed reaction from yeah. Cox, that, that, that split second where it was like he's took the shot and you think he took it and the next thing you know he's down and he yeah. ain't getting back up and yeah. you just knew as soon as he hit the floor and he went down after that, he ain't, he weren't getting
1: back up yeah. for that. Yeah, we and, and, and to be to be fair as well, with, with Groves, like you said, he's, he's at an age now where he's, he, he's still got a lot to give but yet he's experienced, he's been through a lot of, you know, hardship in terms of just failing just failing to brutal fights with Kyle Frotch but because of the attitude of the kid himself he's come through it as a better fighter and what you seen was let's say when he was an up and comer I wasn't necessarily a massive fan of George Rose when he was up and coming um, when people used to put it on him like I could go back to say when he fought Kenny Anderson the Scottish lad the big Scottish lad he nearly got knocked out of him When he used to come under fire, he used to panic, 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 panic. Then he'd start trying to throw back and then he'd get chinned. Yeah. But now, when Cox put it on him, George Groves, it was like, I've seen this before, I'm not worried about it. I'm just going to move, Bob, move, take him on the gloves, going to get through your little storm and then I'm going to get you. So he's matured as a fighter and he's at his best, to be fair. So that leads us nicely into,
0: obviously, what's now happened as a result of George Groves retaining his title and getting through to the semi-final of the World Boxing Super Series. He now goes up against uh, another British... Formidable opponent, I would like to call him, in Chris Euban Jr., who obviously we talked about previously, got a great knockout uh, the, the week before against Yildirim So now he's going into that fight. They're talking about the 20th of January being the provisional date. Um, they're not saying whether um, it's going to be an outdoor, sta- outdoor stadium or an indoor arena, but I think that's the type of fight that could probably fill, a, a, you know, a, a normal size yeah. football stadium yeah. for sure. Yeah, like a you know, like West Ham's ground or or you know, somewhere like. That really, I think, in my mind, would be where he could probably fill up. So, I- I'm quite excited about that. I am really, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen in that fight. Yeah. Now,
1: for me, there's still a lot of unknown with Chris Eubank. Um, I was very critical of him. Say when, when he beat was it Reynold Quillen? Yeah, that was. Yeah, exactly, was yeah, exactly yeah that's what when he, he that's when he won the eye. The yeah, I, I was like the, eleven and one and one. And then everyone was like hyping, like mad about him and. But I was like, I don't know. But since then, to be fair, I've actually become, not a fan, but I do respect what he's improved a lot since then. And you can tell he's dedicated. You can't knock him for for, for not being dedicated. You have to respect someone who's dedicated. And he is. And he's improved as a boxer since then. Um, But, see, my only thought going into this fight is every single opponent or almost every single opponent since his Billy Joe Saunders loss, they've all been one style. Gloves up, plod forward, not much footwork. Every single one, literally every single one, has been like that. Now with George Groves, he'll take half a step back, he'll touch you with his jab, he's gonna counter punch you. And for me, in my opinion, that style beats Chris Eubank Jr and it exposes his flaws everyone since the Billy Joe Saunders fight have not been able to expose his flaws and he has improved as a fighter and he, did, he probably did need, he needed to fight another five or six plodders so to speak yeah because he has improved as a fighter but I still think even that improved Chris Eubank he's now stepping in with a, a George Groves in the form of his life who's a natural, brilliant counterpuncher. He's a big guy. He's bigger than Chris Eubank Uh, in terms of natural, as a human being, he's 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 more of a lump in my opinion, although Eubank is a machine. Um, I do see George Groves exposing him because he. I'm not saying he's not a great fighter because he's, he's 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 rapidly becoming uh, he's you know he's got a big reputation for being this machine and stuff like that. But I do think after this fight, I think he'll get beat. I think George Groves will beat him. I think that celebrity status that he's been given unjustly because he's not the amount of attention that he's got and, and, and cameras and all that and he's, like, he's on Loose Women on ITV and stuff like that <laughs> Like George Groves should be on Loose Women on ITV if anyone let's be honest but because he's Chris Eubank Jr and, and he's the son of Chris Eubank he's got all this and for me it's unjust for, at the moment but he is a good fighter but I do think that celebrity status it's event- enjoy it while it's here because I do eventually think just like let's say Ronda, um, Ronda Rousey exactly Ronda Rousey everyone was machine 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 to be honest at the time I took a look at her and went no she's not good I don't care what you say she is not good at fighting She is not good at boxing at all and funny enough everyone said to me you're mad or you hate her or something like that no I'm not trust me she is not good and then on the very next fight she got red boxed off and don't get me wrong you bank I'm not I'm not comparing him to her but she had this celebrity status and now nobody cares about her yeah. she's destined for WWE to, I wouldn't mind seeing her in WWE to be <laughs> but, but I do think George Groves don't get me wrong if he doesn't get him out of there there's that chance that George Groves gets tired later on and Newbank will not get tired late on to his credit so then it might make a great fight but I can see George Groves if he sticks to that same similar game plan that Shama Guggan put out for him Because it was, it was very well. It it worked very well. I know he's an orthodox and he's not southpaw, but I favour George Groves because he's got the feet. He's got the feet and he'll match Eubank's every move. It won't be, he won't just be stood there like a punch bag and you'll see Eubank flying in with them wild shots that he used to. And George Rose will counter that, and he might even put him down. In my opinion, it's interesting now because obviously this is where we have a difference of
0: opinion. Because I was talking to, um, I was talking to the lads I had on last night, um, Jake Dale and Dylan, and, and obviously they asked me that question: Who do you think is going to win? And I I've, straight away, without thinking about it, I did say Chris Eubank. Yeah, and I, I'm, for me, you know, it's—I it's, wouldn't say it's justification or an argument. Well, it is, so to speak. But I just feel. Like there's there's no matter what you say about George Groves, as good as he is and as good as he's shown he is recently and all credit to the, the form he's got into, but I still feel then the vulnerabilities that have always been there are still there and I feel Chris Eubank is probably going to be the next person to be able to expose them flaws in, in George Groves, as you were saying about George Groves against Eubank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I kinda of feel that the work the work rate, the work ethic from Eubank, um you, you could be completely right and I could be wrong we'll, we'll see You know, we'll talk about it nearer the time when it comes up but uh, this is an early prediction for me and I think Chris Euban takes it and I think he gets a late stoppage uh, I just think he, he he's going to maraud him I think <laughs> my,
1: my only argument against that in terms of work rate would be George Rose will not be stood there therefore Chris Euban won't be able to throw all those punches and He's not gonna be a machine in front of a, a, a unit like George Groves. I do, f- I do feel when he feels George Groves's power, because he can hit, that will play a part in the fight itself. And I think he'll match his, his feet. He won't let him get into range and just start throwing a lot of punches. Now that is, this is where the. Don't get me wrong. He is a good fighter, and he has improved. But it's like. All the opponents that has been put in front of him since the Billy Joe Saunders fight have been put there to keep this hype train going. He's not a full-on hype; he can fight Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah. But it's it, it, what I'm saying is it's not he is he is not as good as all those fights have made him look. It's a bit harsh that, but I do feel George Grove George Groves has got the boxing IQ to like he did against Cox take Eubank's game away from him... with his solid jab... he's got a great jab... that in itself will stop Eubank from throwing... loads and loads of punches... and I also think George Rose's power... will stun him... and if he starts getting all... wild and flying in... George Rose will slip the shot... and he will make him pay... I can see Eubank getting put down in this fight... if George Groves doesn't get him out of there... then starts tiring like he has done... in a number of fights... Yeah. Then Chris Eubank has got a heart. He has got a pair of balls. To be fair to him, he is a legit fighter. He is a warrior. He will walk. He will then start to try and walk George Groves down later on, and then it will become a great fight. But I am siding with George Groves getting him out of there before before round seven. Not in terms of annihilation. I just think he's gonna land that that great shot on him because he's gonna walk straight onto it. After a wild haymaker, George Groves will maybe dip a shoulder and stick a right uppercut up the middle, and it'll be it'll be that like the punch that Eubank knocked that last kid out with. It'll be similar to it'll be similar against him, in my opinion. But fair play if he does go and win it, and everyone's entitled to believe Chris Eubank will win it because from the naked eye, he is looking brilliant at the moment. I just do see the IQ of George Groves taking away Eubank's game. That is just my opinion. I c I can't wait for
0: it. I mean I am genuinely excited to see it and, and whilst obviously you've got a good a good argument for, for, for you know for Groves winning the fight, um there's gonna it is gonna be a mixed bag and there is going to be people that are gonna be like me and you Saturday going, I think Eubanks going to win and, and someone else is going to say, Oh I think Groves is gonna yeah. win. They're gonna give their arguments why. Yeah. Um people might not think mine's quite a much of a valid argument than yours, but I'm still sticking with Everyone's entitled to
1: opinion, no Sean, you know. I'm still sticking with Eubank. Yeah, exactly. I'm, still, I'm no, going. That's fine. That, that's <laughs> that, no, it's fair enough because Eubank can win the fight. You know what I mean? It's, it's I,
0: think, I do think it's that kind of a fight. Yeah. I do think it is going to be. Uh, I, I, I think it's going to be 50-50. I think there's going to be a lot of people going for Groves, a lot of people going for Eubank, and, and as the fight grows closer, that's when you're going to see who side people are going to jump onto yeah. and say this is who's going to win? But let's just see what happens. Let's look forward to that one. We'll talk. We'll do a more, yeah a, yeah, a more of a talk about that one nearer the time. Once we get some more details about where it's going to be and what date it's going to be on, let's look at what the undercard was like because you said before we went on the air for the podcast that you really enjoyed the whole show and, and it was a good show. So let go down the list of other fights that you took down.
1: Yeah, well, very briefly, uh, a big fair play to veteran journeyman Kevin McCauley who picked up a a 39-38 victory against um, a lad who was 4-1 Jamie Carley Um, I watched that one live I think it was live anyway Um, and again it was was like Richie Woodall in commentary just favouring the so-called prospect and ignoring Kevin McCauley's work Kevin McCauley, he knew he was on telly and he thought, you know what, I'm going to have a little go tonight And don't get me wrong, you could have scored it a draw. Everyone was shocked that Jamie Carley didn't get it, but for me... I wasn't. (laughs)
0: I, he, tell you what, I wasn't. It didn't. He, what did he do? Except for walk. So I, 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 you know I watched mean? it. I watched it with my missus, uh, and and then even she said to me, I, I you know I told her that Kevin was the journeyman because actually Kevin was in the locker room um in the away locker room when George had his fight in Leicester, yeah, yeah. and I was there and I recognised him straight yeah, yeah. away. I said, "Oh, that's Kevin McCauley, that's the guy that was in the locker room." And then and and then when I watched the fight with with, with our with our alien, you know, even she said that, that guy there, like he's won it. He's yeah, won yeah, it. and then when he yeah, got yeah. the results she's like. That's, that's fair play
1: and she's just well it, it, you should just give everyone a fair shout you yeah. know Oh, he's, he's, won, he's lost like 120 fights but Kevin McCarley can do a bit all those journeymen can do a bit you know what I mean and to be fair for me he put four and five shots together and he was pinging off Jamie Carley's head so they are technically scoring shots yeah. just because he's the journeyman doesn't mean you don't score no, no, and to be so. fair I was delighted to see him get the decision no disrespect to the other kid but it was nice to see him get his hand raised on live TV after the graft that he puts in as a journeyman fighter, yeah. they don't get they don't get credit week in week out. He's, as well. He jumped on telly and he's, he's defeated uh, a lad who's four and one there, and fair play to him. And there was an interesting one that I caught
0: the highlights of, but I didn't catch it when it was on, which was um, a former Danny Craven opponent in Nathan McIntosh and yeah. Lewis Adolphe. Yeah. That was a controversial yeah.
1: one, wasn't fair it? Fair play to Nathan McIntosh. He was the away fighter. Um, he's now won two since the loss to Danny Craven. Um, he put up a good show that night, but Danny was just a bit, a bit too much because Danny is, to be fair, he's a prospect. He's, he's explosive. He's a great boxer. And he will go. He'll move up levels. Um, but I didn't see it on the night, but I have seen it back since. And I, when I seen disqualification, I thought, what's going on there? He was actually in round one. The ref says break, Howard Foster says break, Nathan McIntosh completely stops because he said break, and then he just throws a right hand, puts him on puts him on the deck, and rightly so he gets dis- disqualified. It's a shame as well, because Louis Adolphe was undefeated. Nathan McIntosh is now fourteen and two, a good respectable record. He's only come short in title fights. Um, that would have ended up a really good fight for the bill yeah but it's a bit disappointing from from, from uh, Adelphi because it's almost like he took the easy way out there could, could you have seen any reason why
0: he would have done that it thinking he could have you know thinking he was doing the right thing because what, what what stoked me a little bit was when I obviously I didn't see it at the time but when I seen it like you afterwards and I looked at it and then I looked at some of the comments on Twitter um and a lot of people were saying things like, "Oh well, um, you know, he was, uh, he, you know, he shouldn't have been disqualified." Why? Why? What? What? In people's minds, what could they have been possibly thinking? Why he didn't get disqualified? Why? Why he shouldn't have got disqualified?
1: Floyd Mayweather comes into it again, doesn't it? Because when he knocked out Victor Ortiz, that was controversial. But everyone said, "No, that was fair play." You know, the ref didn't say break. Uh, they carried on boxing. They knocked him out. No. M- I don't know Louis Adolphe. I don't know him but maybe that was his Floyd over moment because some kids they like to mimic what famous people do yeah he's 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 probably seen Victor Ortiz he's in front of him not Nathan McIntosh do you think he's do you think he's
0: had like a bit of a heat of the moment situation yeah. possibly and just he's, not even maybe not even heard Howard Foster because you know you know yourself, some situations where you could be in the heat of the moment and, like, someone's telling you,
1: break, break. Well, and yeah, he you, could be he could be hyped up for the fight and he just threw a right hand, That that and, and, and maybe everyone's been a bit too harsh on him, but then he didn't help himself when he's sticking his fingers up to all the crowd. And sticks Yeah, obviously, there was, no, there was no, so no need for that. He, lo- he, lo- he looked like a temperamental type, and I just believe he's thought, you know what, he said break, but you know what, I'm going to whack him. I, I, when I watched it, I thought, Bit out of order, that mate. You, you've you're live on telly. You, you never know. You don't. You, you, only he knows. We don't know what goes through other people's minds. He that. might have thought, "I'm live on the world super series here. Let's do some co- controversy." Surely not, but he's done it. Yeah. And and he got disqualified, and rightly so, in my opinion. And and well done, Nathan Macintosh, who moves now to fourteen and two, and a lot away he goes one of the fights I wanted to talk about was the one that was
0: probably my favourite fight of the night uh, obviously Baron George Groves, Jamie Cox but this was the one that I wasn't expecting to go the way it did uh, and it was John Ryder and Patrick Nielsen now I'd seen Patrick Nielsen a few times before on a few different undercards and I'd seen that he'd only been beating off Tudinov which is a former Groves opponent who he'd beat for the world title and I thought you know Patrick Nielsen's probably going to do a job on Ryder eh? Ryder's just been thrown in there just as a bit of a uh, a bit of a way to sort of maybe give Nielsen a bit of British exposure because he's on a British platform. Um, well he's in, a, he's in, he's in Britain. He was in London, yeah. you know. And I thought he's a Sourland fire as well. And I thought this is a way for them to kind of promote him. And wow, what 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 happened? What happened in that fight was just like I wasn't expecting it.
1: Yeah, well, well Cali Sullivan's face uh, told the story. He was very very gutted. He was gutted when 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 Nielsen got knocked out. I've not seen a load of Patrick Nielsen and For me I was very disappointed it like you hear oh this guy's the next Mikel Kessler That's what they was calling him the, the next Mikel Kessler for the for the country or for the area and then He comes in and Well he had a stinker I'm surely that can't be his best but on the flip side Fair play to John Ryder, another good kid with a good attitude who just took quite a few losses recently, and then but he's still going. He obviously yeah. still believes in himself. And for me, John Ryder, he was brilliant. To be fair, he timed his jab brilliantly all the way through the fight. His timing was was spot on. It's almost like he's he's improved with with his timing. He was hit behind his, his shoulder, nice and side on, which which I like to see. Yeah, um, and. He was one step ahead of of, of Nielsen all the way through, really. And then the finish was a brilliantly timed, again, right hook. He timed it, he waited for him, bang. And that was that. And the only thing with John Ryder is, now you can say, well, that was one of the best wins of his career at super middleweight. But I look at him and he's moved up from middleweight and I do believe he should go back down to middleweight. I know he's had a really good win there, but... He's five foot nine. Okay, he's stocky, but he's not exactly a, he's not he's not his his nickname's the gorilla. He's he is a big kid, but for me he's not necessarily super middleweight. If even if you look at just the British super middleweights that we've got, yeah. James Gale six foot
0: Well sem- sem- just to yeah, interrupt yeah. you there, um his last his last fight before Nielsen was Rocky Fielding and he lost to Rocky Fielding. Exactly. Big super middleweight. Patrick Nielsen, big super middleweight. And you could look at the physical advantages Nielsen had on the night, and I was so surprised how he was able to get in the pocket uh, and do what he did. Yeah, he
1: looked quite small, didn't he? He did.
0: did. Like you said about the middleweight, super middleweight weights, he looked like a middleweight fighting a super middleweight, maybe even light heavyweight. Nielsen, that that uh, big, he could make uh, it.
1: And when when he got the win, the commentary was like, maybe he can go and fight for a WBA now. He just won that fight. And I'm thinking, we got beat off Rocky Fielding. And you, you knew, you, you know what I think of Rocky Fielding from previous podcasts. Yeah, I don't think he's quite there, me. I and he's beaten, so he's been beat off a, um, a domestic slash European uh, level f- fighter in Rocky Fielding. And don't get carried away with this win because Patrick Nielsen, he wasn't very good on on this particular night. And like I say, James De six foot. 74 inch reach George Groves 6 foot 72 inch reach Callum Smith 6 foot 3 million inch reach <laughs> or whatever his reach is and, um, and if you look at the, the, the two small ones that everyone's been talking about they said Jamie Cox is far too small he should move back down he's 5 foot 11 and he's not exactly Skinner you've got Chris Eubank Jr who tells everyone I could easily make middleweight he's 5 foot 11 with a 72 and a half inch reach then you have got John Ryder, five foot nine, not much of a reach, yet he's a good boxer. So I do believe he should go back down yeah. to middleweight because that's his weight, in my
0: opinion. It'll Be interesting to see where he goes next, um, John Ryder. Because, like you say, he's been beating off uh, the likes of Rocky Fielding. Uh, Nick Blackwell was another one who he Jack lost Arnfield to beating. Jack Arnfield. Um, but then he picks up a win against Patrick Nielsen, who's you know, like like they say, the next. Mikkel Kessler from Denmark, and then Sauerland's face, like you say, he'd said it all, and now this is going to give John Ryder a good opportunity to be able to put himself up there, I mean he might put him in for a WBA or WBC or whatever international, you know, title, yeah, and yeah. then it, it, it's a good
1: way for, for John Ryder to put himself back up there now. Yeah, well he got an opportunity, he took the opportunity, he won the fight, so there's no reason right now for him to say I'm going back down to middleweight. No, absolutely Because he, he's come out with a knockout win and he's thinking, well, I'm a super middleweight and what what else can I get out of this now? But ultimately, I do think he'll fall short. And then when he when he does, if he does, I think that's the time to say like, you know what, I'll go back down to
0: middleweight. Yeah. But if he can get one big fight at super middleweight out of it, then he is a winner. That was, for me, that was obviously a massive win situation in, in my eyes that now. Yeah. He beats a big super middleweight Nielsen who's very touted uh, to be the next Michael Kessler. He beats him, you know. He goes on, maybe fights another big fighter, maybe loses, maybe doesn't. We'll see what happens. Look forward to seeing how uh, John Ryder's story continues. Um, there were also the fights on the card. Um, the, 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 for me, the ones that we discussed really were the highlighted yeah. fights. I don't want a
1: couple c- of upsets, but about apart yeah, from yeah. that, the, the, the was, yeah, we've highlighted the, the the main body of of the. Of the, of the the better fights, so to speak. Yeah, and I
0: want to move on to the the, the night fights, uh, which I know you you said you stayed up and watched. I, I, didn't, I didn't stay I up and watch. Out. <laughs> I camped out in the living room. <laughs> I didn't stay up and watch him but I did catch the highlights of them all the next day. Uh, so, when you obviously you talked to me about watching them live, what was your what was the first standout fight for you of the night? Um, well, I think the
1: first fight, they showed a little bit of the Santa Cruz undercard, but I think the first meaningful fight. So to speak, would be Abner Mares, and he boxed uh, Andreas Gutierrez. I think that was for a uh, I think that was for a world title, uh, like the the regular version of the, of, the, of the belt or something like that. But anyway, m- there's not much to 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 talk about in that fight because it was so one-sided. I think he won every single round. Um, I think they stopped it in the end. But the the corner should have just pulled him out after eight rounds because or seven rounds because it was just one sided and it was it, it was that good from Mares it was getting quite boring in that respect, even yeah. though he was moving around the ring, moving his feet, this kid was plodding away, he did have, didn't have any head movement, Yeah, uh, he only had he only had plan A, but that's about it, he didn't have no other plan, and he was just walking onto shots, he was getting his face mashed up. Mares was moving around, and when it what I liked about him was he didn't just go 1-2 all the way through the fight he counted with 1-2-3-4-5-6 then moved then 1-2-3-4-5-6 then moved Um, Manny Pacquiao-esque in some respect but a bit more, say, disciplined than Pacquiao used to be obviously Pacquiao was all action he didn't really care about being disciplined this kid, he put on a disciplined performance and uh, that was a very good performance but other than that there's not much to say other than he's earned his Potential shot at Leo Santa Cruz.
0: So it was actually for the WBA uh, world featherweight title, yeah, yeah. which which he uh, which he holds at the moment. Yeah. Um, Gutierrez was that the same Gutierrez who was supposed to fight Frampton um, oh, and the one that hurt? His, oh, he slipped in the shower and right. hurt his chin. And I'm not all his sure, chin. but
1: but it's possible, possibly that. Yeah, I, I'm looking. I'm looking. I think I, something like 35 and one. Uh, his, his record. I, I can't believe. To be honest with you, Sean, I went on BoxRec to check his record. and no disrespect, because he's fighting at world level, but I couldn't believe he he won all those fights and only lost one yeah. because he was he, he he didn't have much of an idea. Don't get me wrong, he had a very good kid in front of him who made him look bad, but he didn't have no plan B or didn't didn't even move his head. He was just walking into shots and wasn't really wasn't really great to to, to, to see. You know what I mean? he thought his cornered. Should have just let, should have just pulled him out as well because it was a it was a lost cause.
0: Well, I just double checked on Boxer right, while he was talking then, and it was the same Gutierrez who was supposed to fight Frampton a couple right, of months back. Right. So that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, that, that, that I think Frampton would have done exactly the same to interview on be honest, yeah. as Marres did. Yeah. So Marres now goes in uh, to the potential fight with Leo Santa Cruz. But let's move on to Santa Cruz's fight. Um, obviously, he he picked up the victory at the weekend as well. Yeah, against
1: Chris Avalos. Um, I think Cal Frampton did. Chris Avalos in about four rounds. And a commentary actually said, I think uh, Leo Santa Cruz will have it on his mind that Frampton did it in X amount of rounds. Yeah. And to be fair, in round four, he went absolutely crazy and tried to get him out of there. So I think he was right. He did have it on his mind. And to be fair, in round four, it's a funny old fight because it was a bit controversial at the end, but we'll come to that. In round four, And to be fair, round round one, he hurt him. Round two, he shook him. Round three, he shook him. Tough kid, Chris Avalos. He took it and that, but he was wobbling all over. Round four, he came under a massive, massive assault from Leo Santa Cruz. He tried to get him out of there. The referee had every opportunity just to say, stop boxing, because he was getting beat up. His legs were gone, and Santa Cruz was letting him go. He looked good, he looked fresh, he looked sharp. And then, to be fair... Although, it probably should have been stopped in that round. To be fair, it prolonged a little bit longer. Chris Avalos, he tried a little bit. He had the odd good round, but he lost them all anyway. But then, once the fight sort of petered out a little bit, and it was just like, he's just beating him up, just beating him up. But his pace has slowed a little bit. Leo Santa Cruz throws a right hand, and it sort of skims his face, but it's his shoulder. And the referee just dived in. And it was, like, random as anything. And he was like, whoa, what are you doing, mate? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, and and I, I'm not sure who the referee He wasn't, like, your Kenny Bayless, your Joe was uh, Richard something. And I, I, don't, I don't Richard I don't, Steele? I'm not sure. But I, I've not seen him in all, a lot of the big, big fights anyway. Uh, I might be wrong, but I, I've not seen him too many times. It's usually, like, Kenny Bayless, yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think he... Uh, he didn't have a great performance to be honest the ref, he, I don't know what was going through his mind when he jumped in at that time and Chris Avalos went berserk he was not happy at all because he felt he was coming back into it Yeah. and the fight had calmed down and he was trying a bit harder and and, and, he, and he was getting some, some success still losing the rounds but there was no reason to stop the fight at that particular moment comparing it to the fourth round you know, you've let that go in the fourth round, and then you just jumped in in whatever round that was, and it was a pathetic stoppage. But a good performance by Leo Santa Cruz, all the same. So Santa
0: Cruz and Mares, you know, it looks like they're going to be lining it up. But that they've boxed
1: before. Yeah, I they have. have yeah, uh,
0: Santa Cruz beat him uh, on the majority decision. Well, I
1: don't think I've seen that fight. But looking at the two fights from the weekend, that's going to be a great fight. Obviously, he wants a bit of revenge. He wants to repeat. So that 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 does make a great great fight. That one, I, I will definitely tune into that one. Yeah,
0: no, it'll be, be a good one to see. Um, so let's move on to the other fights highlighted over the weekend. Uh, one in particular that 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 really got me was uh, Jamel Chalo. Yeah, um, against uh, was, it, was, it, was it Ericsson Lube? Lubin? Lubin, that's the one.
1: Yeah, on, yeah. Um, I'm a bit gutted for Lubin. 'Cause he is a good up and
0: comer. He was undefeated as well before he we went into that fight which was really interesting because I didn't I didn't
1: me personally I didn't I didn't know of him at, at the time. I'd only come across him recently, I think I seen one of his fights, but he was a very good looking prospect in that fight. But yeah. Um, I'm disappointed for him because in my belief, the end of the fight, which was basically a one punch knockout, the the whole first round was quiet, 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 but the occasion got to looming a little bit he's only young and he was a bit hyped he came out started moving to his left and he's a southpaw he should have really tried to get on the outside of Charlo if possible Charlo was comfortable as anything cool calm collected you could tell Ericsson was a little bit he was a little bit jittery a little bit hyped up because it was his chance yeah now it came from a mistake the knockout came from a mistake now he dipped out the way. I learn the people who I fight uh, train to, to, to dip out the way. If you're a southpaw, dip out the way yeah. of the right hander's right hand. But because he was nervous, he rushed it. Jamel Charlo threw a double jab. Don't dip out the way of the double jab because the right hand's coming after it. He, he dipped out the way of the jab and he, he took his eye completely off Charlo. He made Charlo's mind up. Charlo was going to throw a straight right. I'm totally convinced that he wasn't going to throw an uppercut. But because he's dipped like fast as anything away from his jab, he's made Charlo's mind up for him. Yeah. He's whipped an uppercut. He's looking... He's looking... He's dipped down. He's looking away. So he didn't see it land. He's just gone bang right on the side of his jaw and it's no surprise that it was a one-shot knockout when you look back at it. And I hope... The, the interviewed Lubin at the end of it, and he was still confident. He said, "I know I'm how good I am, but I just hope it doesn't knock his confidence, and, and you don't see the best out of him." Because yeah. I do think he's a, a good prospect. He's a uh, he's a very he,
0: you know. After watching that, and then looking at a few of his fights afterwards, and looking at his record, and looking at his, his background, he's actually a very good prospect. And that, that was a very good uh, fight between two undefeated fighters, and, and it was just a shame he got caught cold because of that one mistake, which he's, he should learn from now, and he should come back, and I think there's a potential that you know he could, in the future go on to, to, to do some great things in that particular division yeah
1: you could compare that now to uh, when Daniel Jacobs got knocked out yes uh, early on in his career he was touted as the golden child the the next best thing and um, was it oh I forgot his name uh, was it something like Pirog or, or, or Dimitri Pirog, yeah uh, it was, was Dimitri it in, Pirog, Yeah. don't get me wrong he's a good fight in his own respect um, he knocked Daniel Jacobs out And it was like, wow, what's happened there? I thought this Daniel Jacobs kid was the next. But to be fair to Jacobs, amongst other setbacks in his career with like cancer and stuff like that, he's come back and put in the performance of his life against uh, GGG. Hopefully Lubin can take this devastating defeat and take the positives, knowing he's a good fighter, and come back stronger and not... like. Well, we'll
0: see how it, how it works because we've seen how you know defeats like that can be devastating for fighters. One well, that sticks out in my mind from memory was uh, Jeff Lacy when he got dismantled by oh, Joe yeah, Calzaghe, yeah, yeah. and how he never
1: recovered from that, and his career was never the same again. He, he was touted as well as like exactly. the next Mike Tyson type fighter. Yes, exactly. And all the Americans were saying Joe Calzaghe does not have a chance against this kid and then he was never the same as you say there you go so it does happen
0: but hopefully he will be come back and we'll see more of him in the future That's the, one. Uh, the other fight which was an interesting one in the, in the division uh, which was the one that you said you was quite interested
1: in was is uh, it what's his first name sorry Eris Ar- Lara Eris Lara oh no
0: no I'm sorry I wasn't about Lara was oh, Gerrit Hurd Gerrit yeah
1: yeah now see I don't like his style I don't like Gerrit Heard's style but he's an absolute beast he's a big dude he's confident as anything he looks a bit cocky, but in a good way. He's got a big blonde afro. He don't, he don't, he don't care <laughs> for, for no one's opinion. And to be fair to him, he's fighting Austin Trout, who's a a a, a wide wide known person yeah, in, yeah. in the sport. He's very
0: well known. He's fought, yeah. he's fought some great yeah, fighters. Yeah, he's in Trout.
1: been world, world champion. He's fought Canelo, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, I think he's boxed uh, Miguel Cotto. Cotto as well. um Hurt just went in there. He puts his gloves up. He starts waving them in walking them down walking them down walking them down it's not particularly my interest in, in a fighter yeah I like a a nice boxer disciplined collective but this kid just walking into people knowing he's going to knock them out like that's how it seems and I think it, it got him out of there in the end um, and I was like wow this guy brings something different to the table in that division yeah you've got all these good boxers like Charlo uh, Erislandi Lara and um, even uh, Lubin when he comes back, all these, Charlo's brother, all these kids, and, this Jarrett Jarrett Hurd, he brings something different, so he could be a handful, for any single one of them, um, he's a good performance, to be fair, he's a bit of a beast, he's got like the, yeah, you know, he he, he's getting a reputation now, for being like, he doesn't care, he's walking you down, he's putting his gloves up, he's laughing at you, he'll take your shots, and he'll say, no it doesn't hurt, so, fair play to him, it was a good performance.
0: The, the next day, Obviously Sunday, well Sunday daytime. I've seen uh, uh, another social media outlet post a picture of uh, a potential fight between Charlo and Heard. What do you think about that? Um,
1: see Charlo's—he's knocking guys out, and he does bang. Can Jarrett Heard walk into his punches? You'd favour, you'd favour Charlo. I, I would favour Charlo because of the styles. Yeah, I prefer Charlo. uh, The boxing that he does bring. But this Jarrett Heard is potentially on the cusp of becoming like a star if he goes and walks these fighters down. Yeah, and it is possible because he's as tough possible. as anything. Yeah, yeah. And next thing you know, Jarrett Heard because he's got the he's got the uh, personality to go with it. Like he seems, you know, cheeky, cocky, confident. He could end up being the next superstar in, in in America so so to speak um, you'd hope Jamel Charlo would stick to a game plan and, and, and see the opportunity to outbox him but he might still just walk you down anyway yeah. so it, it's very interesting I wouldn't really like to put, put, put my colours on, on any one of them right now yeah. but but it is it is an interesting fight that because he's a bit of a beast. Hood.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see if that ever materializes in the future. Uh, you did talk about Aries Lara a little bit earlier, so briefly, just talk about that
1: fight and, and how that went. Well, see, Aries Lara is my type of fighter to, to, to almost to the T. Um, it, it, maybe he it could be a bit more more adventurous, and he got a lot of booze on the weekend. But I was, it was about half five in the morning over here, and I was a bit tired. And funny enough, you'd think the Jamel Charlo victory would wake me up. But to be honest, Aries Landilaro, when, when, I, when I copped his fight and and the boxing that he was putting on, I sat up and I was wide awake because I love that type of fighting. Yeah. Um, he is a purist. He's always been a very slick, skilled oh, fighter. Mate, honestly, I, I look at him and I think he's one of the most underrated fighters out there. He's a Cuban. Uh, he, he, he He's another one. He just it does almost things perfectly, he picks his punches absolutely brilliantly, he's nice and side on, when his opponent's attacking him he'll close up his, his, his stance he'll show him a little shoulder and he'll dip out the way of the right hand, he'll move his feet and he'll hit you with a straight left followed by a right screw straight left, then, he'll, then, then he won't go too far if you take a step forward he's going to take a little step back, touch you, touch you touch you and it, it, it's I love that, he's an absolute brilliant boxer got a lot of booze. The kid was trying to get into it, but he just took his game away from him completely. The crowd was booing, but I was like, "This is brilliant! This, I love seeing this. This is absolutely for me in a boxing ring. If a, a boxer has the ability to take away a guy's game without throwing a punch, so in terms of his movement, yeah, matching his movement, getting out the way of his shots, completely taking what he's got away, and then just finishing this fight off by landing the odd shot." Picking him apart, bit like over has always done. Yeah, that is a that is an absolute intelligent boxer, and that is for me the best type of boxer to watch. He's never got the credit he's deserved, and
0: the one one fight I was hoping would come off, which hasn't now, is uh, Erizlendi Lara and Miguel Cotto, but. Uh apparently, uh reading social media in various outlets, I think it was actually Oscar Del Hoyer who said that they offered the the Cotto fight to Lara and and, and they refused it. Amongst amongst other people of course. Uh-huh. Um and these turned out to obviously fight like, in uh Ali, Um I'm not gonna touch too much on that today, but yeah, I, yeah. I was hoping that Lara would be the one um <laughs> to go in against Cotto, but I suppose with it being his farewell fight the, the you know, the they're not going to pick somebody who's going to show him up, are they? And he's going to Well, well, like... well, mate, he's,
1: he's more than capable. He's more than capable to go in against Mikel Cotto at, the, at this stage of the game and outbox him. And, 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 and like you say, pick him apart. He is capable of doing that. Uh, I'd like to see him in against all these other guys. Put him in, throw him in. I know Aries Lara has done a lot of sparring with the Charlo brothers. I think there's a bit on YouTube and stuff like that. Throw these guys in because today, they, they, mate. They, all of them. All of those guys who's on that bill you put them all in, even Ericsson Lubin, even if he wants to jump straight back in, maybe not, maybe he wants to, well, the, the, the attitude of the kid, maybe he will jump straight back in, but maybe he has a few fights now and then brings himself back, they all make great fights, all of them, like, throw them all in and let's and let's watch them, and I'll be cheering for Erislander Lara, um, and he's more than capable of beating them all, to be honest, so, We'll, we'll see. We'll see if any of them do get matched up with each other
0: in 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 the near future. So that's all the action from the weekend just gone. Uh, obviously, we've not gotten into every single fight, so apologies if there's anybody that wanted us to cover a particular undercard fight, but we feel we've gone through the most highlighted fights of the weekend. Um, I just want to take a little bit of a, a moment just to quickly say again, as I always do, thanks to Cheer Protein Bar for sponsoring the podcast. Um, there's been a few people that have been interested in Cheer Protein Bar through listening to the podcast. Uh, if you're still interested in getting some nice, healthy very nicely cooked food uh, head over uh victoria trading estate they do a lot of great meal preps a lot of great smoothies a lot of great pancakes you want to go and follow them uh, on instagram and you want to follow them on facebook because it uh, you'll have your mouth watering uh, so thanks again to your protein bar <laughs> um, we're going to move back over to britain and we're going to move back over to the the two bills that are on this weekend and briefly talk about um the main fights that are on the cards so the first card that i'm going to talk about is the box uh the one that's on box nation from frank warren promotions in leeds um the headline fight tyrone nurse uh oh, sorry josh warrington is the headline fight against dennis Chailan, and we talked a little bit about this before we came on for the podcast and it's josh warrington's first fight back for a little while uh, against uh, dennis Chailan, who's actually beaten uh, ryan walsh uh, for some reason, I had in my mind that he'd, he'd, he'd beaten Selby, or he'd, no, not beaten Selby, but he'd fought Selby, uh, but he actually hasn't. Um, he's, he's beat Ryan Walsh, uh, was the opponent. Um, he's going in uh, against Josh Warrington at the weekend. What are your thoughts on that one?
1: Well, firstly, I'd definitely say it's the hardest fight of Dennis Chalen's career. Um, a lot of people are saying it's going to be the hardest fight of Josh Warrington's career. And I, I do think if Josh Warrington had more knockouts to his name or he hit harder and he genuinely did have more power um, I reckon he'd get him out of there late he still can because his work rate is phenomenal oh, his work rate yeah, no, yeah, yeah, is fantastic he's uh, one of the best I, I out what, there at the moment funny? It, it's been like that since the amateurs I remember when he was in a, a, a ABA final on the same day as uh, as, as Kieran uh, who was in the ABA final and um, what is his nickname The Warrior or, or something like that well you me and Kieran used to call him the Warrior. When his nickname wasn't even the Warrior from the amateur days, because me and Kieran was just we used to, we used to you know keep an eye on everyone and all yeah, that. Of and course, yeah. his style as an amateur was all action, pretty much similar to what it is now. He's obviously he's more he's more polished now and stuff. But um, this fight, you'd, you'd, you'd have to expect maybe Josh Warrington losing the first few because he can box a bit then it's Chalen. but I do I've not seen much of him from, but from what I've seen I do see Josh Warrington putting too, too much pressure on him Yeah. maybe even stopping him late on in the fight Um, he's only had 5 knockouts out of the 25 wins which is not, a, is not a lot you know what I'm saying yeah. but doesn't mean he can't stop a kid either um, maybe it'll go to points maybe he'll win 116-112 something like that but While that is a good fight, to be fair, that that will be TV watchable, Um, so, the card, looking at the card, to be fair, it's It's a good look card, actually. Tyrone Nurse and Jack Catterall, and then then Josh Warrington. Just to touch on the Josh
0: Warrington fight, um, just from what you've been saying there, I think it's a very good step up in opposition for Josh Warrington, I, I do think he'll win, I don't think he'll knock him out I do think he'll win on points I do think that the one thing that does let Josh Warrington down is uh, is the what's seemingly lack of punch power um, but the work rate and uh, the punch of volume and his output is more than enough to, to beat these type of guys I mean a lot of people are saying you know he's not going to beat people like Lee Selby because Lee Selby's too slick um, I mean everyone will have their opinion on that we'll talk about that, if that you know, in the future if that ever materialises which hopefully it will if Josh Warrington comes through this one this weekend Um, I'm expecting a a Josh Warrington win Um, but one of the other big, big fights on that card is the British light welterweight title between Tyrone Nurse and Jack
1: Catterall yeah um, again um, funny enough on the same ABA final bill down in Crystal Palace um, I'm pretty sure Tyrone Nurse was on that same same bill that I'm going on about, actually. Funny enough, uh, Kieran, Josh Warrington, Tyrone Nurse, all three of them was on the same one. And Kieran's been, Kieran's been mates with Tyrone Nurse since since, uh, since the amateurs, um, and I know they're quite friendly these days. I know Dylan Moran's done sparring with him and stuff, yeah, he has, uh, yeah, I've in, seen some of that, in yeah, in preparation for this fight. Um, oh, it's a funny old fight, this, it is a funny old fight because usually when you get a fight it's usually like come forward fighter against boxer That's what, that happens quite a lot but in this one you've got two great boxers one's tall as anything One, one's pretty powerful one's a southpaw but the other one's got the reach so it it could be messy as anything <laughs> I hope not but it could be messy as anything it could be but to be fair Although Tyrone Nurse is is a, is a boxer, he's been in some pretty entertaining fights because he always oh yeah he has yeah and he always gets caught cold he and got, gets robbed
0: he got a good um, Tommy Coyle with a really good fight when he fought Tommy Coyle then that was a cracking
1: fight yeah we had we had Darrell Sharp on that bill uh, so I was I was stood uh, I stood well pretty much ringside watching that one um, I always get the feeling with Tyrone Nurse that the the higher level he climbs the better you will see from him because yeah. he's always in autopilot he's always in I cannot be bothered mode even in his fights and he actually said in an interview or in a few interviews um, I can't get up for these fights and looking at his performances I actually believe him it takes for him to get dropped because he's bored to, to then jump up and put a performance on yeah um, maybe Jack Catterall will bring the best out in Tyrone Nurse and Tyrone Nurse will surely bring the best out in Jack Catterall hopefully it's not cager but I, I, I'm struggling to give you a prediction I really <laughs> am because <laughs> uh, Tyrone Nurse has got the, the reach He's slick as anything. Yeah, but Cattle's a great up and comer. He's a great boxer. I, he's also been in, in autopilot in fights because he's been criticised uh, by the commentators that saying, "Just wish you'd do a little bit more." Because you can tell he's got more. But maybe maybe this is, this fight is the fight where they both come out and get and show what they've both got. But I can't really tell you who I think is going to win. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's the, it's the first time we've not had a prediction, out you yet? That's but right. it's
0: it's good because that's the type of that's the type of fight you want to see as as a, as a purist and as a big fan. For me, I want to see a fifty fifty fight where I don't actually know or I can't categorically say who I think will win this fight, and I can't say who will win this fight because I feel they have both got two different styles but are both very good at the styles that they have and it, the styles will make fights as they always say and this is one that will hopefully hopefully make a good
1: fight and so I, I just hope because it's been this one is probably both of their most builded up fight most hyped fight yeah, for yeah, both of them mostly, it's the biggest yeah.
0: promotion they've had isn't it between exactly. them yeah. so
1: I just hope the occasion doesn't bring out a cagey fight all the way through I tell you what, a little bit of a prediction, not not on the result, but maybe it'll be cagey until Jack Carroll drops Tyrone Nurse, because that, that's usually what happens to him. He usually gets dropped and then jumps back up. Maybe it'll be cagey for four rounds. Then he gets hit with a left hand out of nowhere. He gets uh, a flash knockdown. Then he jumps up. Then you get the fight. Yeah. And then it's a great fight from 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 for a good six or seven rounds, and then. Okay, if it does go that way, with him dropping him, maybe you're seeing Jack Catterall nick a point's decision. But I wouldn't really want to put a prediction on it either because
0: I'm not too sure. We'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, Let me move on to another highlighted fight on that particular card, uh, which is Zelfa Barrett and Chris Conwell. Uh, Chris Conwell, who's sponsored by Tier Protein Bar also. Um, That's going to be a bit of a a, a crossroads fight for me, and I'll tell you why I think that's going to be a crossroads fight. Zalcabara is 18-0. and 0. Um, It's a big step up uh, in, in in opposition, uh, in my opinion. I mean, people could say, shut up, John, you're wrong. No, it is. To but I, I, feel, I feel that this is a big step up for him in opposition. Um, for Chris Conwell, it's also a big step up for him in opposition because he's been out for a little while. Uh, he's back in the ring. He was supposed to fight on the 2nd of September, but because he got this fight, he was pulled off that card. Uh, to my understanding, and he's got this big fight on Box Nation uh, against Elfer Barrett, Battle of Manchester, as I call it, and
1: it, it's, it is it's only ever one Battle of Manchester, <laughs> and that's Kieran Fell versus Andy <laughs> You can have to call it something else. <laughs> Smaller Battle of Manchester. Yeah.
0: Okay, so it's a good, it's a good Battle of Up and Coming, uh, and it's for the English Super Featherweight Title. Um, I don't want to. I'm going to not give a prediction on this one, um, just because I. Uh, out of, of, of respect for Chris and the fact that he's um Are you sitting on the same fence that Jack Massey was on last week? <laughs> 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 he didn't make too
1: many predictions himself, did it?
0: Um no, I I mean I don't know. I mean obviously, you know, I I I've met Chris a few times and I've not really I've never met Alpha yet and I've not had the opportunity to meet him. Uh, so obviously you kind of become a little bit biased towards the guy you yeah, kind of yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and and obviously I'd like to see Chris do well and be successful and earn a good cross for his family. But on the other side of the coin, I'm I'm struggling to see how he's going to beat Zelfa because I feel Zelfa is sort of next level. And this could be, I've said it a few times before, I think
1: this could be his coming out party. It's a good timing for the fight though because, like you say, it is a step up for Zelfa Barrett because he's only boxed one person with a winning record. He's only boxed one person with a win. I am. Record. I am aware of that, and that record was something like uh, f- um, twenty-one and like seventeen. So it was pretty much a 50-50 record. Conwell's nine and two, and he's coming for a win. He's boxed Andy Townend. It was. A, it was. A, it was a very, very knock, big puncher not, as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, well, he's a very big puncher. He's knocked a lot of people out. Um, he was sixteen and four. He, he's beat. Lee Appleyard who was 8-1 and one at the time by round 6 knockout so that is a meaningful fight right there because Lee Appleyard is no slouch no. he's a good fighter no, no, he to is. be fair so that is a very good win um, he picked up a learning defeat earlier on in his career but it's a very good timing for a fight but going back to um, obviously when you said you don't really know Zelfa Barrett I've never spoke to him but I've watched a, document, a little documentary on him and um, I think it was on Box Nation, it was only an advert or something like that. And from seeing that, this was only recently.
0: Is this is this the one where he talks about the the losses in his family? And doing and it for his mum. Yeah, yeah, and doing yeah. it for his mum.
1: And when I seen that, I thought, fair play to you. Yeah. Because that is I'm all about that family and all that. And he, it wasn't an act. He, he was he was he was pouring it out there genuine. And when I seen that, I thought, you know what? fair play to you, I want you to do well and but like you say, this fight in particular it's come at a good time, the timing's right, they both think they're going to smash it, they both think they're going to win could make for a great fight a lot of people will favour Zelfa Barrett but like I say 18 and 0 but he's fought one person with a winning record Conwell's fought three with a winning record he's not one of them out in six rounds it's a great fight to be fair
0: So, moving on, uh, looking at a couple of the other fighters on the card. Tommy Langford's back on this card. Um, It's his first fight back since the loss uh, for the interim WBO Wheel Middleweight title against uh, Kurt Seedy, who was supposed to fight Billy Joe Saunders, who then ended up getting pulled out because of a failed drugs test. So, Tommy Langford's back. He's also beat one of your good friends, Sam Sheedy. Who's, uh, we'll give a quick yeah. shout out to Sam because yeah. obviously I did post it uh, this week. I was gutted to, to sort of hear about the fact that he's made the decision to retire, but I'm happy that he's found peace in, in, in the decision to do so. So, uh, you know, good luck in your career or whatever you decide
1: to go and do next. Yeah, on that particular night, I actually thought Sam Sheedy won um, against Tommy Langford. I thought i give it to Sheedy by two, two or three points that night. Um, it was slow to go, but Tommy Langford was supposed to finish the fight, and, and it was actually Sam Sheedy who was finishing the fight off. But anyway, uh, happy retirement to Sam, and a shout out to everyone at Sheffield Boxing Centre. Yeah, and uh, see you soon. Hundred uh, percent. They are great people. To be fair, they're, they're absolutely great people. Um, they've been good to uh, my brother Kieran, and uh, since since that came about, when 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 like when Kieran wasn't forgotten about or anything, he came back on his own accord, but. They was good to Kieran in, in terms of like I think they had a lot to do with um, Kieran getting that medal off the Queen and stuff like that and and, and that was a nice touch by by, by them boys and uh, ever since then I've been absolutely great mates with them. They've got some great boxers coming up themselves and obviously we'll, we'll we'll head down there. Yeah, we so, will we'll
0: head down there. We'll go and get them on the podcast and we'll have a good we'll have a good little natter with them and have a good laugh with him. Um, obviously, I had Jack Massey on last week. Uh, he was the special guest on the podcast And he's also on the card um, It's going to be interesting To see Jack back in action He's hes uh, I mean you listen to the podcast Obviously you wasn't on uh, on yeah, the podcast yeah. with Jack But you know, we we listened to what Jack was saying, and he's up. He's up there. He's in the top ten British rankings. He's got potentially some
1: good fights coming his way. Yeah, I I hope he makes his opponent graft as hard as he made you I have <laughs> five, five minutes. <laughs> he's a man of few words, to be fair. But but he's, he's, he's obviously a good he's a good fighter. He's twelve and all. He's a six knockout, so he can bang. He looks like a lump. Age twenty four. He's my age. You oh. um, know. He's a uh, he's fought Plenty of people with winning records, and he's beaten. So he's, he's gen, genuine. Gen, a lot gen, people,
0: gen, genuine prospects. A lot of people are expecting big things out of yeah, Jack, um, yeah. which is which is why I'm really happy to have had him on because of the fact that you know a lot of people are saying he can make it in that division, and should he do so, you know, it'll be a have been good to have had him on at this stage of his career. Um, so good luck to Jack. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the podcast last week, Jack. Yeah. If you listen. Um, so Jack's on there. Jack Bateson. Uh, he came through the Sky Scholarship, I believe. Jack Bateson. Am I right in that one? I'm sure he was one of the, the lads that came through the uh, the Sky scholarships that they were I'm doing. Sh-
1: he was a top amateur. Yes, I'm sure it's in like a, a day in the life of Jack Bateson. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure I've watched it on social media, and it was quite he, like literally, you know, a full day in the life. Yeah. And then he basically said, and "Then we do it all over again." Um, I- I'm looking forward to see how he does as a pro to be fair like you know of these top amateurs but if your mindset on pro boxing and you like to watch that you don't get to watch a lot of these amateurs you just hear that they've won this yeah, hear yeah. that it's they've true, won yeah. that so it will be interesting he's 1-0 it will be interesting to see more of him
0: One of the one of the fighters that's on the card that I was interested to see when I looked at the card it was Darren Tetley yeah 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 Darren Tetley who, who, uh, someone
1: who was one of your old amateur victims yeah yeah he, he's a great fighter to be fair um, I think William Miller actually doing odds on him to become a world champion er uh, that's bittersweet but I do I do support him to be fair I beat him in my semi-final when I won a national title it was a good fight erm um, mm. but um, He's gone on to win 14 pro fights on the bounce. 14 pro fights, good. He's making a name for himself, and he's humble. I've seen him, every time he sees me, you know what, to be fair, it's a nice touch from him. We only had an amateur fight, you know what I mean? It was a semi-final, but it was a bit of a war. And um, He's also defeated uh, Danny Craven, Darren Settler. Uh, Would you believe? Um, He is a good kid. Uh, I think he had a war with Danny Craven as well. Um, But um, every time he sees me and he spots me, comes over and gives me a nug, so that day when we boxed each other as as as, how, as, as, as 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 like younger young younger adults uh, we we earn each other respect and it's nice that and um i do i do hope he, he goes all the way i do really hope he goes all the way and um obviously they'll probably show him they'll probably show him on teller um, he's been just ticking away under the surface on, off the radar and he'll soon he'll soon He'll soon have his moment and uh, hopefully he goes on and goes all the way.
0: So let's move on uh, to the other featured card of the weekend uh, which is on Sky. It's an Eddie Hearn show, matchroom show. Uh, Main fight is Ryan Burnett versus Zana Zakianov, and it's for the IBF and WBA Super World Bands and Weight Titles. That I think he's going to be a cracking fight.
1: Yeah, he was actually at Came for our promotion show, not he? He came in Ricky Hatton. He's Ricky Hatton's yes. fighter.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. it was in yeah, Middleton a few him. weeks ago. Came in the ring. Uh, he was there. He came to watch the show. I've seen him in Hatton's gym when I went and did some filming uh, in Hatton's gym uh, about eight weeks ago, and I seen him. He's a very intense little guy. Very intense training. Guy, you yeah. know, trainer. Wow, I'm looking forward to that. Burnett. He's also a very, very good fighter.
1: I'm a Burnett fan. I, I, it's that style again. Uh, i think he's i don't think he's a southpaw i think he's orthodox is it but um he's fantastic he a, a natural and 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 um what i would say to him is don't start proving you can fight he had a fight not long ago i forgot who he was against now but he had a fight not long ago and he said what well, to show everyone that i could fight because everyone's been criticizing me saying like he's just boxing 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 no stick to the boxing 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 don't don't start proving you can fight you know you can fight you, if you know you can fight, you know you can fight. Only fight when you when you have to. Yeah. And maybe in this fight, it might have to a little bit. But um, I've not seen much of a Atten's fighter. He went over as a big underdog when he won his world title. Um, would this class as a, a unification fighter? So? Yeah,
0: it would. Yeah, because oh. a WBA super still. Yeah, yeah. They kind of class that as the it's like an elevated champion, isn't it? Um, you know, he's had some um, he's had some fantastic wins.
1: Yeah. He's um, had some he's only, He only yeah, lost. Yeah, il- yeah. He
0: only lost earlier on in his career. Yeah. He only lost. Uh, I think he was in his fourth, or fifth, or no, sixth fight. He lost in, um, and then he beat uh, the IBO champion uh, and won the WBA at the same time, which is uh, Rashid Warren.
1: Yeah. Um, for me, Ryan Burnett is. He's a bit special. He's one of those, it, like everything's effortless. Like when it when he um, when he he boxed Lee Askins, who is another, you know, he's been world champion. He's, he's world class in his own right, and now he's coming to the, towards the end of his career. He beat Lee Askins in a breeze, and you don't do that to an awkward opponent like Lee Askins, who's a southpaw himself, awkward as anything. Ryan Burnett, I favour Ryan Burnett in this fight, um, but. Can't really say that because I've not seen loads of Sakyanov. Yeah, exactly. So I'd be interested to see the fight. It could turn out to be a very, very, very good fight. The styles will will gel. Yeah, one's gonna, I believe, like he's ferocious. This kid, he looks like a little ferocious kid. Um, and then Ryan Burnett's silky as anything. So. It, that will turn up, turn out to be a, a great fight to be fair
0: yeah it be a good one uh, a couple of the other fights on the undercard that I want to mention um, we've got Anthony Fowler back on the undercard um, we've got to see him back in action he is fighting someone with a sort of 50, bit of a 50-50 record uh, Josh Kelly Going into his four professional bout, uh, fighting someone with a very decent winning record of 13-2-1 in Jose Luis Zungia, I think he is pronounced. Uh, Josh Kelly made
1: famous from his ten left hooks yeah, uh, yeah. that he put in the fight. got a nice Yeah, he's got a nice style. He's got a nice style. He puts his hands down. He's all It's all like instinct boxing. You know, I'm a fan of that. Um to be honest, I used to be a bit like at myself, uh, like my hands was down, and and I used to just like evade punches. But yeah, he's uh, he's captured the imagination of not just the, the the purest boxing fan, but say the casual boxing fan when they when they've tuned in and they're like, wow, look at this Josh Kelly kid. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people are talking about him. But also, there, it's, like a good you look, it's a good looking lad as well, and that's yeah. what that's yeah, what, it's star quality, isn't it? Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah,
0: he's got a bit of everything, and I think you know they really match him. are going to build him up to be like that. Um, quickly moving on to another fighter on the card is Tyrone McKenna. Uh, he's stepping up against Renel Garrido, who's been in with some good British fighters. Uh, in Frankie Gavin, um, he's also been in with. Let me just have a look It's Bradley Saunders as well um, So he's been in with quite a Robbie Davis Jr uh, So he has been in with quite a few decent British fighters um, And he's got 19 and nineteen wins, 16 losses and 2 his records So it's a good step up for 14-0 McKenna So, you know, it's going to be so much boxing on this weekend That I'm going to have to try and find all the time to try and get to watch it all So that's going to be a good card One thing that's popped into my mind that I've completely overlooked about the boxing this weekend, and about the weekly uh, going into the week, the weekend's fights is uh, Joe Joyce's debut on Friday against Ian Lewison.
1: Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Against Ian Lewison, like no slouch here. No, he's no, a, no yeah, he's, he's an absolute scrapper. Who, who did have that great fight with on telly? With now? it was was it someone like Dillian White? I think well, he for, was, was yeah, he for was, he the was it for the Yeah, yeah, he he yeah. Dealing, like, yeah, he's going in with him on his debut. Yeah, George,
0: uh, they're obviously expecting big things out of Joe. Uh, well,
1: I. yeah, obviously uh, that's a uh, it's a big shout. Like, but if he comes through it, everyone's talking. So, looking forward to seeing that one. To be fair, is, is he the is he the kid who's under David David A's promotions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Make promotions, and he's yeah. on the area card on uh, Dave on Friday night. Yeah. You'll be able to catch that on Dave You'll yeah. be able to catch the Box Nation show You'll be able to catch we'll, the Matchroom we'll, show on Sky So
1: another good weekend That's yeah. worth tuning into that one Just to see that one to yeah. be fair
0: I, I will, I will be tuning yeah. into it I mean, you know, it'll be a good one to watch uh, So it'll be a good weekend for boxing this weekend So I'm really looking forward to it A <laughs> um, couple of other little side notes I did discuss it with the lads um, last night And I want to discuss it with you um, Joshua's change of opponent to Carlos Takam. Lastakamp oh, You know what?
1: It's, it's probably going to stay pay per view, is
0: it? It is staying pay per view. Which I, I know
1: I know. Don't... I know. I know Joshua is pay per view, but but I'm going to be honest with you. I, I've seen this kid fight against uh, Joseph Parker. I've seen a bit of him on YouTube as well. Although he's very very tough, he does not pose a threat to Anthony Joshua, uh, and and that's to do with Anthony Joshua being a good fighter. But I think he's made for Joshua. He's made for Joshua's he, style. I, a lot of people in that, and even Anthony Joshua saying, "You know what? He's got a, he's got a headlight like concrete. It's going to be a long night." I bet you he walks right onto a right hand and he's out. I bet you he walks onto a right hand and he's out. He's not walking through anti Joshua's punches head on. No way. Who he is? Who's walking onto Anthony? At the Josh moment, and, nobody. You know what I'm saying? And he actually leads with his head and stuff. And his defense isn't exactly. He has a bit of a shell, but once he starts throwing, his defenses are wide open. Yeah. He's getting knocked out with a counter right hand. I'm telling you, it might be been an uppercut. You've heard it here first. He's getting knocked out. It'll be early. <laughs> and if it's not, fair play to him because he can take a shot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, the other the other sort of breaking news coming out of this week uh, was the uh, deal between Billy Joe Saunders and David Lemieux for Billy Joe's WBO middleweight title. What a fight that's going to be.
1: It is going to be a great fight, but I'll tell you something, all the messing about that Billy Joe Saunders, Saunders has done in terms of like, ballooning up in weight and then being out of the ring for X amount of, of time, not taking fights seriously, this is the type of fight where he now gets found out for his past uh, messing about. Um, that is a serious fighter he's going in with. There, that is. No, no. that, that is, he is. He's no slouch. Oh, no and he, he bangs. He, he's got massive power. Here's the way that one could go. Billy Joe Saunders wins the first half of the fight. Starts slowing down like he usually does, and this time he won't get away with it. This time he might just get knocked out. Like he can take a punch, Billy Joe Saunders. I'm not saying that he can take a punch. You're not exactly like he's he's been wobbled millions of times, and he can take a big shot. But yeah. this dude bangs, and if he's uh, gassing late on, that kid has got a massive heart. He will not stop coming at you, and he will find you. And I'm not gonna set a prediction out just yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch him a bit more. I'm gonna watch Billy Joe's last performance a bit more. I'm gonna watch uh, Lemus' last performances a bit more, but early early little prediction not not concrete prediction he might just catch up with Billy Cho- Billy Joe Saunders late in a fight
0: see we'll see it'll be a good one so I want to set a little challenge for next week and if let's make this make let's make it interesting and I've talked about it on last week's podcast and you might have heard it uh, when you listened uh, on Jack Massey's podcast yeah. and I said I want I don't just want to you know, I like the weekly roundups. So I love it, and I think it's a good insight for, for fans. Uh, and I love doing it with, with yourself, and it's it's good insight to, to to what's been going on in the boxing world. But I, I want to make a little bit of fun, and I want next week for us both to go away uh, and come back next week with our uh, top ten current pound-for-pound fighters right that's interesting because there's been some shifting around recently so and, i want to see and, what and you
1: come back with to be fair it's a lot of it is to do with what you like as well isn't it exactly I, I can tell you now aries aries lara will be appearing on mine because <laughs> because and I, he won't be appearing on a lot of other people's but on mine he'll be definitely on there so i'll give that one away and just a little announcement uh on the
0: podcast is that I've decided that uh, between me and Nathan that we're going to set up a uh, Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast uh, social media page on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and um, we think this is a good way of being able for uh, fans to interact with us directly on the podcast. If they don't follow each League Boxing Repeats pages they might want to follow the Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast. Which So we're going to get that set up tonight. We're going to get that rolling. We're going to get people invited onto it. So get subscribing to them pages. Get following them um, because what I want you to all do after listening to this podcast is I want you to post your current top 10 pound for pound fighters and then we can go through some of the Feedback on next week's show, and we can talk about who who who's top ten, t- who's top pound for pound uh, <laughs> fighters in the world today, and we'll get some feedback from the guys that are listening to the podcast. Uh, again, thank you very much, everybody, who listens to the podcast. Uh, it's been it's been a great few weeks. It's a 7th episode now. It's, it's really sort of picking up speed. Uh, so, thanks very
1: much everybody for listening to it.
0: Uh, Nathan, have you got anything you want to add no, uh, before we wrap the, no, the show just, up?
1: Just re- Pete, that really. Thanks to everyone for listening. The numbers are going up and up uh, week by week. Um,
0: we're getting a steady over a thousand listens a week. A that, it, I say the average. I mean, we've not got the seven and a half thousand from the from the week when you first came yeah. on, but I'm not disappointed because we're getting over a thousand people listening a week. Everyone, that's an achievement. The
1: comments as well. The comment. Yeah, the comments yeah, course, on like yeah. social media. You want the comments, like not just the the, the numbers. People are saying, "I listen to this." on the way home. oh yeah uh, in fact I promise I'm going to shout out when they said this uh, Wayne Copley is up, up in Yorkshire he listens to it on his he way home from I work. have seen him share it and, and, thanks, and Wayne. fair play, people like him the comments from them people it, it, it makes you want to uh, uh, do a better podcast a week later and um, everyone keep tuning in sharing liking and um, make sure you share it with everyone, and everyone tuning in.
0: Yeah, please, please keep leaving it. Get get your comments on there. Uh, that'll be live probably later on tonight. The boxing, uh Beyond the Romance Boxing Podcast pages. Uh, me, me between me and Nathan, we'll be running it, and we'll be getting your feedback, and we're bringing it onto the show uh, each week. Um, and thanks very much, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.